Praise the Lord. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Inspired by the Word Times of Devotion. I'm going to be praying in other tongues for the next few minutes, and I'm going to be reading from 1 Timothy 2, from verse 1 to 4. It says, I thought, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, and intercession, intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Hallelujah. Right now, we're still going to be praying, praying for leaders, leaders of nations, leaders of organizations, every level of leadership. I'm going to be praying for them that they are not bullied into making the wrong choices. They are not bullied into doing things that are inconsistent with the wills, plans, and purposes of God at this time. Hallelujah. I'd like us to kindly unmute our mics as we begin to pray. Thank you. 
I 
Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray for our leaders, O oh God, in the different nations and countries of the world, in the different territories, O oh God. We thank you, O God, for our leaders, O God. We declare in the name of the Lord Jesus that they do not succumb, succumb to bullying, they do not succumb to threatening, O God. In the name of the Lord Jesus, O God, they do not succumb, O God, to any negative influence, hallelujah. In the name of the Lord Jesus, Every leader who is being bullied at this time, oh God, we demand, oh God, that those people, oh God, that are bullying them, oh God, be taken out of the way in the name of the Lord Jesus, that they be taken out of the way in the name of the Lord Jesus. For every leader, their mind, oh God, is staying on the right things. Oh God, by your spirit, oh God. Their minds are stayed on the right things, oh God. This was the seek salvation, oh God. They seek transformation by the spirit of God, oh God. In the name of the Lord Jesus. By your spirit, oh God, we do not see opposition of views, oh God, but we see leaders, oh God, the same views with you, oh God, the same views with your spirit, oh God. That they do not subject the people, oh God, to poverty, to lack, to destruction, oh God, because they are being bullied. But their eyes are stayed on you, oh God. Yes, hallelujah. Salvation comes to them, oh God, and therefore they are bold. They are bold, have fierce. God, in the name of the Lord Jesus, standing against every opposition, standing against every negative influence, standing against everything that is not God, oh God, standing, oh God, against every choice, oh God. <clears throat> By the orchestrators of wickedness, O God, thank you, precious Father. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. Our leaders are saved, O God. Our leaders, O God, they are strong, O God. Our leaders are bold. Our leaders are confident in the truth. Hallelujah. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, precious Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Glory. Praise God. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Inspired by the Word, times of devotion with the Lord. Praise God. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Amaka, for the opportunity to always lead prayer. I'm grateful. Over to you right now for the Rhapsody segments. Thank you so much, Pastor Debbie. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our devotion time with the Lord. It's a beautiful day. Wednesday, 24th March, 2021. And our title, the title of today's article says, Receiving forgiveness is an act of faith. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. You find that in 1 John 1 and verse 7. Did you know that in the New Testament, God didn't tell us to ask him for forgiveness? Asking him for forgiveness is like asking him to save you. Think about it. If you do ask him for forgiveness, 
when will you know he has answered? Likewise, if you are asking him to save your soul, how will you know he has saved you? You will never know because there's nothing for him to do about saving you that he hasn't already done. It's the same thing with forgiveness. You receive forgiveness, you don't ask for it because the blood of Jesus was shed for the remission of sins. Some Christians are always asking God for forgiveness and because they are asking for something that's been provided for, they don't apply faith. You are to receive forgiveness as an act of faith. Afterwards, live above that situation through the power of the Holy Spirit and the word. You've already been washed and purged of your sins. Colossians 1, 21 to 22 says, and you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now had he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. This happened before you ever did anything right or wrong. Therefore, refuse to be sin conscious. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Think and live righteousness. Our opening text says, if we walk in the light, the word, as he is in the light, the blood of Jesus automatically cleanses us from all sin. Since this is true, you don't have to be confessing your sins all the time. If you do something wrong, simply say, Lord, I'm sorry for what I did. I receive forgiveness in Jesus' name. And that's it. You might ask, is it that simple? Yes, it is. In Christ, we have automatic cleansing from sin. It is part of the redemptive work of his blood in our behalf. Praise the Lord. We touched on this um, some days ago um, when we were talking about um, taking advantage of the mercies of God. You know, um, today's article basically is reminding us that what Christ did, you know, if you if you hear me, if you've heard me say it before, I often will say that Christ paid for sins, past, present, and future. You know, he because when he died, you and I was not were not born, right? So if it was not, if he did not pay for sins in the future, it would not have applied to you and I when we were born. So he did it as a permanent sacrifice, as a permanent deal, such that whoever is born into this world, whatever happens at any point in time, they can take advantage of the mercy that he provided by his death, burial, and resurrection. I like the last paragraph because it applies to us in the light of what we do here here every day he says if we walk in the light which is the word as he is in the light the blood of jesus automatically cleanses us from all sin there is an automatic cleansing provided by the lord and you can take advantage of it if you do something wrong no need to sit down, flog yourself and feel bad and feel so terrible about yourself and feel you shouldn't have done this, you shouldn't have done this. Take advantage of that automatic cleansing from all sin. The thing is, every day we show up here, giving attention to the word, being inspired by the word, being transformed by the word, there is an automatic cleansing that is why you are able to take new actions, having read or having heard a new kind of teaching that explains something that we have read here or something that we, 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 we are reading in the Bible. Life is very easy. Life is very beautiful. God made it so. And ensure that you enjoy your life in Christ. Enjoy every bit of it. If you make a mistake, <laughs> it was for your sake you went to the cross. It was for that sake you went to the cross. So if he did it, your job 
is, Lord, I'm sorry for what I did. I receive forgiveness in Jesus' name. It's as simple as that. And when you have done that, move on. Move on, move on, because that's where the challenge is most times. People are unable to move on after they've made a mistake. God has moved on. Why are you not moving on? Forgive yourself. Forgive those involved. Move on and enjoy your life in Christ. I'll now hand over to Sister Joy for the further study and the Rhapsody Confession. Thank you so much, Ma. Thank you, Ma, for another time. Thank you, Ma, for your ministration. Praise God. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. Good evening, depending on where you're connecting from. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. Taking the further study, we're reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 6, by 11, verse 11. Such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Romans 1, Romans 8, 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. We're going to be taking the confession together. Please don't unmute your mic. Just repeat after me wherever you are. It's displayed on the screen. I'm cleansed and purified. I'm justified by the grace of Jesus Christ. And I walk in his righteousness. Free from the accusation of the evil one. And at liberty to serve the Lord. Christ, hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. Right now, I'd like to hand over to Brother Z as he takes us through the New Testament readings of the One Year Bible Plan. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much, Sister Joy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Depends on where we're connecting from. Thank you, Sister Maka, for this wonderful platform. Thank you, everybody, for being consistent with the daily Bible reading plan. We're reading the New Testament. And um, can you see my screen? I doubt. Okay, let me share my screen. Um, so we're reading the New Testament. Uh, we're reading the message translation. It's been a very interesting read. Today we're reading from Luke chapter 5 and from verse 17 to 39. And it reads, One day as he was teaching, Pharisees and religion teachers were sitting around. They had come from nearly every village in Galilee and Judea, even as far away as Jerusalem to be there. The healing power of God was on him. Some men arrived carrying a paraphernalia on a stretcher. They were looking for a way to get into the house and set him before Jesus. When they couldn't find a way in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof, removed some tiles, and let him down in the middle of everyone, right in front of Jesus. Impressed by their bold belief, he said, friend, I forgive your sins. That set the religion scholars and Pharisees buzzing. Who does he think he is? That's blasphemous talk. God. And only God can forgive sins. Jesus knew exactly what they were thinking and said, Why all the gossip, gossipy whispering? Which is simpler, to say, I forgive your sins, or to say, get up and start walking? Well, just so it's clear that I'm the son of man and authorized to do either or both. He now spoke directly to the paraphernalia. Get up, take your bedroll, and go home. Without a moment's hesitation, he did it, got up, took his blanket, and left for home, giving glory to God all the way. The people rubbed their eyes, incredulous, and then also gave glory to God. Awestruck, they said, we have never seen anything like that. 
after this, he went out and saw a man named Levi at his work collecting taxes. Jesus said, come along with me. And he did, walked away from everything and went with him. Levi gave a large dinner at his home for Jesus. Everyone was there, taxmen and other disreputable characters as guests at the dinner. The Pharisees and Jairian scholars came to his disciples, greatly offended. What is he doing eating and drinking with crooks and sinners? Jesus heard about it and spoke up. Who needs a doctor, the healthy or the sick? I am here inviting outsiders, not insiders. An invitation to a changed life, changed inside and out. They asked him, John's disciples are well known for keeping fasts and saying prayers. Also the Pharisees. But you seem to spend most of your time at parties. Why? Jesus said, when you are celebrating a wedding, you don't skimp on the cake and wine. You feast. Later, you may need to pull in your belt, but this isn't the time. As long as the bride and groom are with you, you have a good time. When the groom is gone, the fasting can begin. No one throws cold water on a friendly bonfire. The kingdom, this kingdom, this is kingdom come. No one cuts up a fine silk scarf to patch old work clothes. You want fabrics that match and you don't put wine in old cracked bottles. You get strong, clean bottles for your fresh vintage wine. And no one who has ever tasted fine aged wine prefers unaged wine. And may the Lord bless this reading in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for listening. I've come to the end of the book, of, um, Luke chapter 5. I'll hand over to Brother John, who will take us through the Old Testament Bible reading. God bless you all. Have a very beautiful day. Thank you very much, Brother Z. <clears throat> um, hello, everyone. Welcome once again to the Old Testament reading of the our one-year Bible reading plan. So thank you, a big thank you to Esteem Namarak for this wonderful opportunity. Praise God. So um, I'll be sharing my screen right now. So we're reading Deuteronomy chapter 28. It's a very long read, and um, you know this is one of the chapters in the Bible that I had always like had mixed feelings about <laughs> over the years. But this time I thought to do an in-depth study on it and to get exactly what God was trying to communicate in this scripture. So, um, because of time, I know. When I'm done and reading, esteemed Amara could help us to give our own overview about the scripture. Praise God. So it's a long chapter, so I'll read very fast, as fast as I can. Deuteronomy 28, verse 1. If you listen obediently to the voice of God, your God, and heartily obey all his commandments that I command you today, God, your God, will place you on high high above all the nations of the world. All these blessings will come down on you and spread out beyond you because you have responded to the voice of God, your God. God's blessings inside the city, God's blessings, God's blessing in the country, God's blessing on your children, the crops of your land, the young of your, the young of your livestock, the cows of your herds, the lambs of your flocks, God's blessing on your baskets and, and bread. God's blessing on your baskets and bread bowl. God's blessing in your coming in. God's blessing in your going out. Verse 7, God will defeat your enemies who attack you. They will come at you on one road and run away on seven roads. God will order a blessing 
on your barns and workplaces. He will bless you in the land that God, your God, is giving you. God will form you as a people holy to be, just as he promised you. If you keep the commandments of God, your God, and live the way he has shown you, all the peoples on earth will see you living under the name of God and hold you in respectful awe. God will lavish you with good things. God will lavish you with good things, children from your womb, offspring from your animals, and crops from your land, the land that God promised to your ancestors that he would give you. God will throw open the doors of his sky, of his sky vaults, and pour rain on your land, on shadow, and bless the work, of, work you take in hand. You will lend to many nations, but you yourself won't have to take out a loan. God will make you the head and not the tail. You will always be the top door, never the underdog, as you obediently listen to and diligently keep the commands of God, your God, that I am commanding you today. Don't swear an inch to the right or left from the words that I command you today by going off following and worshiping other gods. Now verse 15, here's what will happen if you don't obediently listen to the voice of God, your God, and diligently keep, keep all the commandments and guidelines that I'm commanding you today. All these curses will come down hard on you. God's cause, God's cause in the city, God's cause in the country, God's cause on your baskets and bread bowl, God's cause on your children, the crops of your land, the young of your livestock, cows of your herds, the lambs of your flocks, God's cause in your coming in, God's cause in your going out. Verse 20, God will send the curse, the confusion, the contrariness down on everything you try to do until you've been destroyed and there's nothing left of you. All because of your evil pursuits that led you to abandon me. Verse 21, God will infect you with the disease, wiping you right off the land that you are going into possess, God will set consumption and fever and rash and seizures and dehydration and blight and jaundice on you. They will hunt you down until they kill you. Verse 23, the sky over your head will become an iron roof. The ground under your feet is a slab of concrete. From out of the skies, God will rain ash and dust down on you until you suffocate. God will defeat you by enemy attack. You will come at your enemies on one road and run away on seven roads. All the kingdoms of the earth, of earth will see you as a horror. Carrion birds, carrion birds and animals will boldly feast on your dead body with no one to chase them away. God will hit you hard with boys of Egypt, hemorrhoids, scabs, and an incurable itch. It will make you go crazy and blind and sinner. You will grope around in the middle of the day like a blind person feeling his way, way through a lifetime of darkness. You will never get to where you're going. Not a day will go by that you're not abused and robbed and no one is going to help you. Instead, you'll get engaged to a woman and another man will take her for his mistress. You'll build a house and never live in it. You'll plant a garden and never eat so much as a carrot. you watch your ox get butchered and not get a single stick from, stick from it. Your donkey will be stolen from in front of you and you will never see it again. Your sheep will be sent off to your enemies and no one will lift a hand to help you. Verse 32, your sons and daughters will be shipped off to foreigners. You will wear your eyes out, looking vain, vainly for them, helpless to do a thing. Your crops and everything you work for will be eaten and used by foreigners. You will spend the rest of your lives abused and knocked around. What you, what you see will drive you crazy. God will hit you with painful boils on your knees and legs and no healing or relief from head to foot. God will lead you and the king you set over you to a country neither. Let me take that again. God will lead you and the king you set over you to a country neither you nor your ancestors have heard of. There you will worship other gods, no gods of wood and stone. No gods of wood and stone. Among all the people where God will take you, you will be treated as a lesson or a proverb, a horror. You will plant sacks and sacks of seed in the field, but get almost nothing. The grasshoppers 
we devoid to plant and hoe and prune vineyards, but won't drink or put up any wine. The worms will devour them. You have groves of olive trees everywhere, but you have no oil to rub on your face or hands. The olives will have fallen off. You have sons and daughters, but they, but they won't be yours for long. They will go off to captivity. Locust will take over all your trees and crops. Foreigners who live among you will climb the ladder higher and higher while you go deeper and deeper into the hole. He will lend to you. You will lend to him. You will be the head. You will be the tail. All these curses are going to come on you. They are going to hunt you down and get you until there's nothing left of you because you didn't obediently listen to the voice of God, your God, and diligently keep his commandments and guidelines that I've commanded you. The curses will serve as a, a signpost, warnings to your children ever after. Verse 47. Because you didn't serve God, your God, out of the joy and goodness of your heart in the great in, in the great abundance, you have to serve your enemies, whom God will send against you. Life will be famine and drought, rags and wretchedness. Then he will put an iron yoke on your neck until he is destroyed. Yes, God will raise up a faraway nation against you, swooping down on you like an eagle. A nation whose language you can't understand. A mean-faced people, cruel to grandmothers and babies alike. They will ravage the young of your animals and crops from your fields until you've destroyed, until you're destroyed. They will leave nothing behind, no grain, no wine, no oil, no calves, no lambs. And finally, no you. They will lay siege to you while you're holding behind, behind your town gates. They will knock those high proud walls flat. Those walls behind which you felt so safe, they will lay siege to your fortified cities all over the country, this country that God your God has given you. Verse 53. And you end up cannibalizing your own sons and daughters that God your God has given you. When the suffering from the siege gets extreme, you're going to eat your own babies. The most gentle and caring man among you will turn hard his eye evil against his own brother his cherished wife, and even the rest of his children who are still alive, refusing to share, refusing to share with them a scrap of meat from the cannibal child's too he's eaten. He's lost everything, even his humanity and the suffering of his siege that your enemy mounts against your fortified towns. Verse 56, and the most gentle and caring woman among you, a woman who wouldn't step on a wild flower, will turn hard I evil against her cherished husband, against her son, against her daughter, against even the afterbirth of her newborn infant. She plans to eat them in secret. She does eat them because she has lost everything, even her humanity in the suffering of the siege that your enemies mounts against your fortified towns. If you don't diligently keep all the words of this revelation written in this book, living in holy awe before this name, glorious and terrible, God, your God, then God will pound you with catastrophes, you and your children. Huge, interminable catastrophes, hideous, interminable illnesses. He will bring back and stick you with every old Egyptian malady that once terrorized you. And yes, every disease and catastrophe imaginable. Things not even written in the book of this revelation. God will bring on you until you are destroyed. Because you didn't listen obediently to the voice of God, your God. You'll be left with a few pitiful struggles in place of the dozen stars in the heavens, multitude you had become. And this is how things will end. Just as God once enjoyed you, took pleasure in making life good for you, giving you many children, so God will enjoy getting rid of you, clearing you of the earth. He will weed you out of the very soil that you are entering into possess. He will scatter you to the four winds from one end of the earth to the other. You will worship all kinds of other gods. Gods neither you nor your parents ever heard of. Wood and stone, no gods. But you won't find a home there. You will not be able to settle down. God will give you a restless heart, longing eyes, a homesick soul. You will live in constant jeopardy, terrified of every shadow, never knowing what you will meet around the next corner.
in the morning you say, I wish it were evening. In the evening you say, I wish it were morning. Afraid to rise at what's coming next. Afraid of the unknown because of the sights you've witnessed. God will ship you back to Egypt by a road I promised you would never see again. There you offer yourselves for sale. Both men and women are slaves to your enemies and not a buyer to be found. Praise be unto God. And I'll hand over to you, esteemed Amarak. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Brother John. Thank you, Brother Dozie, for the Bible reading. And thank you for the words shared. Um, we see through, you know, every day as I just hear all the words of the Bible as we read, um, two things stand out. Our relationship with God and our relationship with one another, those they remain the major focus of all the different teachings and instructions given to the children of Israel. It matters to God that you have a relationship with him. Um, he made us in his image. And you see, the thing about source is that everything must stay connected to its source so that it can continually be supplied by all that it requires to sustain its life. Then about our relationship with one another, one thing is certain, if we walk in love, if we walk in love, we will always be fine with everyone. No matter what anybody does, our hearts will always be large enough to accommodate forgiveness. We read in Rhapsody today how that Christ made provision already for our forgiveness. Is it possible to forgive people ahead even before they have offended you? It is. It's a state of the heart, it's a state of the mind. You can make up your mind that no matter what anybody will do to me in this life, there'll be nothing that I cannot forgive. You know, so um, life is beautiful, life is easy. The things that we read in the word, Beneath all the different instructions that apply to the Old Testament, you know, for instance, in this particular chapter, Moses was blessing the people. But we were born blessed. We're born blessed. We came into Christ blessed. We came into Christ blessed. So we entered the blessing as a birthright. So many of the things that you see in the Old Testament, for us, they've been fulfilled. We don't even have to worry about doing the wrong thing about the causes. You don't have to worry. God didn't cause you, no man can cause you. So it's a beautiful life we've been called to live and um, it is a choice to enjoy it. I want to enjoy my life every day. I want to take advantage of all that Christ did for me and enjoy my life. And that's what you should also do. We have a little of time and would like to take some testimonies. Um, if you have a testimony concerning the impact of this daily devotion in your life, or in the life of those around you, or in your situation, whatever the case may be, please raise your hand. We have about 10 minutes and we can take testimonies. What, um, what changes have you made? What have you been inspired by as you listen every day? Okay, Princess Pearl, he's on mute from your end. Okay, praise the Lord. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. Good evening. Thank you so much, Mama, for this opportunity. 
Hello, can you hear me? Yes, yes, we can hear you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I want to thank God, especially, and um, you know, putting the word of um, God to work. You know, every time we take um, the devotional um, um, weeks, um, fellowship together, you know, at different times, we're told that, um, you know, there's always an evil day. And, you know, the Bible says that if um, that evil day comes and your strength is small, you know, you're a poor specimen. So I want to thank God, you know, two days ago, um, uh, my brother came to visit and uh, so we were in the house together and um, we we kind of came back from church. Uh, there was no electricity. So I told him, oh, go and buy um, for, to, um, for the gym. So um, we used the gym for a while, the brother lights. And then at night, like um, past 10 Nigerian time, we took the light. And um, around 11, I was like, oh, go and put on the gym. That's quite, the weather is quite hot. So he went to put on the gym and he didn't, he didn't, the gym didn't, as he um, started the gym, he didn't come on. Um, and then I heard him shouting my name. I was wondering, like, why are you shouting my name at this time of the night? Don't you know he's late? So I, I noticed that it was not um, normal. I, so I rushed to meet him. Lo and behold, the gym started catching fire. And um, the fire started small. Well, go and get water and um, detergent, mix it, pour it and everything. So the thing was not reducing, it kept increasing. The point that my neighbors at the other side said, um, noticed it from the other compound. The guy from, from his window, he saw that the fire, you know, in panic, he was like, oh, telling us what to do and everything. So at that point, I, the thing kept because I knew it was something that my neighbors were coming out and all that. So um, I quickly dashed down downstairs to open the door for them because they wanted to help. And they came out, as they came out, I went, I was, uh, I went downstairs asking the, the my neighbor that stays um, just um, under me was like, um, if they had fire extinguisher and all that, because my husband was not around at that time. So <laughs> they're like, calm down, madam, calm down. So they went upstairs, as I, they went upstairs, I just stayed um, in my neighbor's house downstairs because the men in the compound and, you know, they went upstairs to try quenching the fire. I said, speaking in other tongues, I said, declaring words. I said, angels are taking charge and this fire is going off in the name of Jesus. Because I said, just as if, as, at the point that they wanted to quench the fire, the thing will increase again. I kept speaking in tongues, declaring words, you know, suddenly the fire went down. I just kept thanking God. Because it was like, I'd never had such an experience before. It was like a dream. <laughs> so I just said, thanking God, you know, everybody, I was not thanking my neighbors for their help and support. You know, after everything, when everybody left the house, we came most, um, I came upstairs to meet my brother and everything. You know, I just told him, let's kneel down and let us thank God. We were just worshiping God and thank, speaking in that tongue because, you know, it, it could have been, because there was fuel inside. He bought a lot of fuel, so it could have been worse. But thank God, everything just died down. Everything, uh, 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 the situation was uh, controlled. And I knew it was because the angels of God took charge at that point. So I just want to thank God for the word of God works. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord, for this deliverance. Praise God. Congratulations, Sister Princess. Thank you. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing. The Bible says that no evil shall befall us. And it doesn't matter how it comes. It will always end as a victory report. Praise God. Sister Love. Please unmute from your end. Praise the Lord. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Esteem Amarak. Thank you so much for the be on this platform. You know, connecting every morning to Inspired by the Word has been a tremendous blessing. And all the people I've had the opportunity to invite that um, attended, many of them have amazing testimonies, amazing testimonies. I'm just so grateful to God for the privilege to be here. It's been so much of a blessing listening to you 
every day when you take rhapsody with us has been such a blessing the instructions you give they have been instructions of the spirit and what i found out again is it's easy to follow those instructions when you set your heart to do it i have two particular testimonies i want to share i remember there was a particular day you gave a word and you told us that we should make a request that there was going to be miracles like there was grace to receive anything we request for and a day before i was looking for my phone i dropped my kids off in school and when i came back home i cleared um, a, a section of my car and when i went to jump them in the waist i dropped my phone there i didn't know you know so i came into the house and i went to go out again and I was looking for that particular phone. I looked everywhere, I called the phone, it was ringing. I went to the car, checked everywhere, under the seats, everywhere, it wasn't there. I said, but when I went to drop the kids, I was trying to remember, did I go into their class with the phone or I left it in the car? Because most of them I don't go in with the phone, I leave it in the car. So I said, is it that someone who put my car? Well, I locked the car. So I, I was trying, I was thinking, I even had to ask the teacher that, did I drop my phone? She said, no, they didn't see anything like that. I was like, God, what am I going to do? I kept on calling the phone till the phone even went off. So it was a day after that you gave that word. So when I was talking, I said, this phone, I'm going to find it before 9 a.m. today. When I was going to go and drop my kids off that day, I think I ran into the bathroom to drop something or maybe to clean their shoes or something. And the Spirit God said I should go and empty the waste because I would empty my waste in the toilet and the kitchen every morning. And the kind of um, waste I use, I use an incinerator such that every Saturday we burn it. We burn what is inside. There's a way it was constructed. So I just said I was going to do it later because I was in a hurry. So when I came back, I was like, God, it's already nine. It's past nine and I've not seen this phone. But I've trained myself to believe. Come what me, anyhow it is, I believe. So I just said it might be past nine, but I will still get this phone. Even if I don't get the phone, God is still good. So I just left and I went. So for some reason, when I went to pick them up from school that day, I went to empty the trash in the car again. And as I went, I just looked down and I saw my food. <laughs> the thing is, if I did not find that phone that day, which was a Friday, I would have burnt my phone on Saturday because every Saturday we burn it. Every Saturday we burn it. So I would have burnt my phone and that phone would have been gone. And that's like my business line that I received most calls. In fact, someone tried to even reach me the period I was looking for the phone. But thank God they could get me on Instagram and I didn't miss that opportunity. So I just want to thank God for the word of God works. Even when you give the instruction about us being a blessing to the brethren, you know, there was a mindset I had because when I was growing up in church, I didn't have this asking, asking kind of thing. I dealt with my issues. And also when people come and they're always asking and all, I'm like, they should work their faith now and all, you know. But not like I don't help, I do, but I, I, I'm, I'm kind of like careful, you know, when people start asking, I don't want this one to start giving me responsibility, I'm not ready for and all that. But when you spoke that day, my heart really melted. It touched me, you know, to know that we are brethren and it's better they come and ask God than for them to go and ask people out there and they still don't get help and God is mocked and they feel discouraged, you know. So I saw it beyond just helping them, but encouraging their faith and standing in for them when they have that need. I had several people that had made requests for me at one point in time. I just had to go through my chat, started bringing out account numbers and I was able to do what I could, but I'm grateful to God because after I did it, I felt this great, you know, weight leave my heart and I was just thankful. And um, the desire to be more of a blessing to people, you know, we give for the gospel, which is good, but giving attention to helping the brethren and, you know, helping those in need around us, is something that I had not been doing, but when you gave that admonition, I made up my mind and I can tell you, I know that it is the right way to go and I'm grateful to go for the privilege to heed that instruction. Thank you very much, ma'am. Praise God. Thank you so much, Sister Love, and thank you for what you did. Um, and I'm aware that it is not just Sister Love that did that act. Many of you did it. I want you to know that um, what you actually did opens a door to a grace. I want to tell you about that grace, but let me allow Mosaka, um, please, in one minute, omit from your end and share your testimony. Thank you so much. Glory to God. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. Good evening, depending on where you are connecting from. Thank you, Sister Mark, for this opportunity, for this amazing platform you've provided for all of us to grow in the spirit. I just want to testify 
that the word of God, it makes us what it talks about. And thanks to this platform, I get up every morning, I get up every morning and listen to the word, both being explained, both being read and meditated upon. And it has transformed me in a manner that I could never imagine. Before now, I used to tell myself, anger is not a part of me. Hatred, hate is not a part of me and all this. But due to this platform, I have experienced it firsthand. Like I am faced with situations that would have warranted me to burst. But I just discovered that I laugh over it and make a fun of it, see reasons to manage it and get along like nothing happened. It can only be God. It is through this platform that I have experienced all these things. And then secondly, getting up in the morning was a sort of a problem, but in my house now, I can attest that I am always the first to get up. Even in the platform, I discovered that I am the first person who always logs in and wait for the others to join later. It is due to what the, the word of God is doing through this platform to me. So I say I should give thanks to, to God. There is um, a Rhapsody Championship that is also going on. Uh, Sister Mark, one day you, you said we are qualified, for, we, are, we are getting things that we are not qualified for. So I had to align myself to that word and glory to God every week my target is met. The, 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 the finances, I cannot really explain where it comes from, but as the week just starts, something happens. I just get finances and I say, okay, this one, I have to, I set a target for myself. I have to surpass this target every week. And it has always been the testimony, glory to God. Hallelujah, praise God. Congratulations, Brother Mosaka, Theodore, and thank you for sharing your testimony. I remember that we said that if you have any habits you are trying to break, you don't need to try too hard. You just have to be consistent here. And that's one of the things that Brother Mosaka is testifying about. In a minute, let me just, um, so I was saying that that action referring to Sister Love's testimony and those who have done the same thing, because I have people who also sent me private chats to say that um, when we shared about that, they went back to, you know, those who had asked them for something that they hadn't met to bless those people. And some people, even without anybody asking them, they were able to identify different people and they became a blessing to them. And then there were those who, there were people who were owing them and who they wanted the monies back. But after that particular administration, they called them up and said, don't worry. Um, don't worry about paying the money anymore. Now, in the area of meeting the needs of the brethren, when someone asks you for something and you go out of your way to make that provision, it gives you an access to a grace. It's a grace for the ministry of giving. Now the ministry of giving, this is how it works in heaven. Someone on earth asks for something in prayer or by desire because God sees the desires of our heart. And that's why he said he would grant us the desires of our heart. That means even before you voice it, he knows. When that desire is birthed on earth or a prayer is made on earth, heaven responds. Now, that thing doesn't fall from the sky. God blesses men through men. So the ministry of giving is such that when that request is made on earth, heaven answers by bringing the provisions your way so that you become the channel by which that one is blessed. That is why when you are someone who is passionate about people and who helps people, you will see that your capacity to do more is continually increased. You know, I used to pray. I say, God, when people are praying over something and asking you for something, send me as their answer. You know, so it is a ministry. And if you are conscious of it, if you take advantage of the grace, you would increase in it. When you hear that somebody gave out 10 cars or gave out 20 cars, 
You think the person doesn't have a need? You think the person didn't have what to do with the money? It's the ministry of giving. And there's such a thing as knowing when something that came to you is not for you, but God sent it to you so that you can bless another person. There are times when God will lead you to even empty your account for somebody's sake. Encourage that ministry. It's where influence and affluence increases. Praise God. Over to you, Brother Martins, for the Pauline affirmation. And um, it's a beautiful day already. Congratulations, everyone. Good morning. Thank you so much, Sister Maka, for this great opportunity. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Depending on where you're connected from at this time. We're taking our Pauline affirmation this morning. Affirmation goes thus. We take the first line of the affirmation, which is your name, my name, please, you see your name, I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Christ. The second paragraph will start with your name. I, your name, am granted according to the riches of Christ, of the glory of Christ. The third paragraph, your name first, my love abounds more and more in knowledge and in all judgments. At this moment, I'll kindly ask everyone to unmute as we take the affirmation and count on three. Please can you unmute your minds. One, two, three. In the name of Jesus, I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation I Praise God, hallelujah. At this time, we're going to take the communion and um, I believe that you know that this is not a routine thing. If this was all we did every morning, your life is filled with so much miracles. There is an understanding of the communion that you must have. No matter what it is, when the communion steps in, that matter we give way. That matter we give way. First Corinthians chapter 11 and from verse 23, for I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Their father, as we read through the scriptures, we see that as much as you want an amazing relationship with us, it matters to you how we treat other people and how we relate with one another. 
and we see how you want us to consistently be a blessing to our brothers and to our sisters. By this bread, as we break it now, we, de we declare that there is a breaking into that ministry of giving, where when people that are connected to us, even strangers who have been ordained to meet us, when they make a request of you, when a desire is notched in their heart concerning something that they need or they want, Lord, you will send the answer through us. We will continually be your outstretched arm to bless our world. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we declare that this is so, and by the breaking of the bread and the cup this morning, we steal it. From henceforth, there is an endless supply that makes us able to meet every need that arises from those that are connected to us. And through us, beyond meeting the needs, the immediate needs, you will help us to empower many others financially such that they become wealthy enough to accommodate every call for every giving and every charitable donation. And they will become what you have made us to them, outstretched arms of blessings for their world. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Please take the bread. And I'm reading from um, um, 25. After the same manner, also he took the cup when he had stopped saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do years after so you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as he eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. There is a reason you died, oh God. You died that we may have and enjoy life to the full. Thank you, Father. By this cup, we seal the words that we have heard today, that we have declared today. Thank you, Father. Because I see an increased financial capacity. You will check. Today is 20, 24th, right, of March. In the next one week, two weeks, and a month, I want you to watch your finances. If you need to keep records, keep records. You will see that your giving and receiving would increase. If before now, the kind of money that passes through your hands were maybe in the hundreds of thousands, you will see that it would increase. So keep track of your finances because God has increased liberality. It's, a, it's, a, it's an outworking of grace. If you listen to increase in grace, it's an outworking of grace. It's called liberality. It is the channel of giving and receiving and God has increased it. More than ever before, you the capacity to receive has increased. And then the capacity to give has also increased. So congratulations. Thank you, Father. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Please take the cup. At this moment, I would like to say thank you, everybody, for joining daily and for praying with us and fellowshipping with us. Thank you, esteemed co-hosts, for the blessing that you are on a daily basis. God bless you too and cause your own heart desires to be to all come to fruition. Amen. Let's unmute as we share the benediction. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ is with us and forever. Amen. Joy, God's goodness and mercy, all the days of our life, we dwell in the house of God forever and ever. Amen. Praise God. Enjoy the rest of your day, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.